My dear friends, if there is one Torah portion everybody knows something about, it's the Sedra assigned for this Sabbath. Here at Temple Israel in Memphis, and this wasn't planned, I'm looking at the first director of our early child care facility, the director being Barbara Mansberg. The name for the youngest was Noah's Ark. 21 years ago when we rebuilt the Barbara K. Lippman Early Learning Center, we actually built an ark down the hall from the sanctuary in our then brand new early learning center space. The symbol is everywhere. The ark on necklaces, on toys, even in music, as evidenced by the song Rise and Shine. You know the one that goes, So Noah, he built him, he built him in arky, arky. The story of Noah is a morality tale. Last week, when the Torah portion was Genesis Breshit, we read that God called the creation of man and woman very good, tov me'od. Now, only a few generations after Adam and Eve, things have gotten out of hand. Humanity has proven unable to live with one another. The Torah says that Hamas, that word means lawlessness and violence, filled the world. So God decides to wipe it out with a massive flood and start all over. as a symbol that God will never destroy the world again unless we destroy it and the earth along with us, ourselves. And we can all understand why the Jewish religion did not begin with Adam and Eve, the first people mentioned in Scripture. The Torah is making the point that Adam and Eve were the first humans with no particular religion, race, or creed. That way, no one could say, my race or my religion is better than yours. Adam actually means earth, to teach that Adam was created from all different colors of the earth and from all ends of the world. Adam and Eve represent the universal man and woman, the father and mother of all humanity, not the Jewish religion. But what about Noah? Why didn't Judaism begin with Noah? Why do we have to wait for until next week? And the story of Abraham, after all, Noah was an ish tzaddik, a righteous man. The early rabbis note that he was a righteous man, but with a big flaw. Nowhere does Noah show any feeling of sadness that an entire generation of humanity was to be lost and the world destroyed. Righteous, perhaps, but he lacked compassion. And because he lacked compassion, he wasn't worthy of being the father of the Jewish faith family. After the flood, when Noah and his family leave the ark, the Torah says, Vayishaer ach Noah vasher lo bateva. And only ach Noah was left and those with him on the ark. 
Scripture does not say, as Noah was described, before the flood, and Noah was a righteous and wholehearted man. It simply says, after the flood, Noah only was left. Why this seemingly superfluous extra word only, or ach? And according to Midrash Bereshit Rabbah, the Midrash, the word only appears here with reference to Noah because by doing nothing to persuade his contemporaries to mend their ways and improve themselves and society, when Noah found that he and his family on the ark were the only survivors of the flood, he realized that he was Noah only and less than he should have been. He was filled with a sense of inadequacy because he had done nothing to save others from the fate which befell them. The pandemic has divided America between those who feel a moral responsibility to save lives by wearing masks and getting vaccinated and those who feel it's my right to look out for myself even if breathing on you infects you or staying unvaccinated spreads the disease to others, even if I somehow survive. That's ach, Noah. So many good people have died. Several I knew, but didn't know were unvaccinated. And certainly there are many more unvaccinated and some who refuse to wear masks who may very well survive like Noah after the flood, but who imperil the fate of others by feeling no responsibility for the people they're around, whether family or total strangers. The pandemic has made the past 20 months especially a brutally hard year for American children. And I don't mean just the inconvenience of virtual versus in-person classes or the college kids I teach who are on their third academic year of crazy COVID times. As one college junior recently said to me, my freshman year ended in March. I had no sophomore year and junior year is still not normal, whatever that means. The pandemic continues to isolate and separate us, not only as individuals, but from the connection, compassion, and outreach that will define the first Jews next week, Abraham and Sarah, as their legacy, our compassion, our outreach at Temple Israel is for all, not just our own arcs our own homes. This story from thousands of years ago when there was lawlessness and violence and suffering is still the story of our times, isn't it? Just think of the suffering children in Memphis alone beyond our own. It's humbling for me to even say that in the presence of a teacher like you, Tikva, or Atli, on the front lines, Nationally, before people ever knew what COVID was 
one in every six American children were somehow surviving, living below the poverty level. And for black children, the poverty level was 30% before COVID. Memphis is 60.3% African American. For Latino children, the poverty level is 24%. Can you imagine the suffering we ignore if we become Ach Noah? Noah only? And as for the violence and lawlessness described in this week's Torah portion, it happened again in Memphis with the shooting and death of an elementary school child in South Memphis, the shooting of a Rhodes College senior in Midtown, and it's not just Memphis. A student in Athens at the University of Georgia was also shot and killed at his apartment this week. But citing the national picture or other cities, it's an easy escape rather than getting proximate when the flood of suffering, violence, and pain is miles away from you. I understand how people find serenity in the mountains or at the beach or on vacation. Of course we do, because we're Ach Noah. We're enjoying our bubbles, which is so easy, but not what defines us as children of Abraham who ran to the total strangers outside his door instead of getting in an ark or a plane and flying away. Let me be specific. Memphis has had more homicides this year than in any year since 1985. That's 36 years, double high, two lifetimes. And before we pick on Memphis, Every city in America is struggling with random violence, family stresses from COVID, suffering in neighborhoods we have never entered. The random violence and suffering cries out for a different response than opinions or reading the phone or simple solutions or blaming them versus us. And talking about New York or California or national politics, it's a deflection from owning up to being children of Abraham right here in Memphis, Tennessee. We must come together rather than retreat behind our walls and gates if we are to move from the story of Noah this week to what it means to be children of Abraham and Sarah, the progenitors not only of Judaism, but of Christianity and Islam too. I end on the note of hope. You will see from a distance whenever you enter our synagogue's main everyday entrance, the doves hanging above we had commissioned 21 years ago based on this week's portion. You'll recall that in the Noah story, the dove was set free from the ark, but after the flood, the dove returns, a sign of God's abiding covenant to never abandon humanity, just as the dove returns to Noah with an olive branch, a symbol that even after the flood of tears and pain and sorrow, life 
can go on, it must go on, it can go on brimming with blessing and peace, and so too can the light and love of those we've loved and lost inspire a better tomorrow than the Hamas, the violence, lawlessness, and madness that ended lives so suddenly, violently, and needlessly this week across all zip codes, races, and neighborhoods. The Hebrew word keshet means both rainbow and bow of war. And as Rabbi Morris Adler put it so beautifully in the 1960s, a turbulent time like today, and I quote, nowhere in this Torah story did Noah show a feeling of sadness and empathy. At no time did a word of concern escape Noah's lips. It was as though he stood apart from the rest of the world. Nowhere was there even a direct expression of tenderness, of regret that even people who had gone astray would be lost, the men, the women, their children. My friends, may Memphis become that somewhere where compassion, empathy, and true community is found in the wake of tragedy and sadness. And may we as a congregation whose original name is Children of Israel, Children of the Jewish Faith Family, may we be worthy of the name we bear in bringing about a brighter tomorrow for all. God wants us to help. God is watching us. Amen.